Welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I'm your host, Sydney D. Camella. I'm also a wife, mother, master life coach, course creator, and spiritual Sherpa. Over the past few years, I have overcome extreme anxiety, depression, addiction, infertility, and chronic illness. And as a result, I've made it my life's mission to teach other women like you that no matter what battle you're up against, you have an inner tiger, a power within to create and manifest whatever your heart desires. If you are tired of being a victim and ready to be boss of your life, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'm going to share tools, teachings, and techniques I have used and taught countless other women so that together we can create a life beyond our wildest dreams. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your inner tiger is just waiting to be unleashed. I'm so happy you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast episode number two. I am so excited to be back on the mic with you guys and uh, ready to get started. So if you listen to episode number one, which if you haven't, I highly encourage you to do that. Uh, I cover what my most recent transformational, biggest transformational experience was, and that was all about the birth of my son, which resulted in kidney failure and a very rare blood disease. And subsequently, I have, over the past year plus, worked on and continued to heal my body. I've gotten myself off of dialysis, and I'm taking everything that I've learned well, really throughout my life, but particularly since going through this experience and pouring it into a business called My Inner Tiger and sharing with other people how they can heal their body and their mind from the inside out. So here we are on episode two, and I'm still kind of going to keep it in the telling my story mode. So Yes, the story about giving birth was extremely traumatic and life-changing, but there's so much more to my story, and I want to cover just a little bit more of my background uh, today to just give you a general idea of sort of what I've struggled with throughout my life, especially pertaining to lots of stress and anxiety and loss of identity and how I've just came to rediscover myself and really figure out who I am. So let's take it back to when I was growing up. So just a little bit of a background here. I grew up as the oldest child in an alcoholic family. And when I say alcoholic, just my father was an alcoholic. And I loved my father. My father was so much fun. He was a party animal. And so he was not like a bad drunk or anything like that. He just drank a lot and partied a lot. And he loved to have a really, really, really good time. And I personally took on a lot of this lifestyle from him as I got into my older years, but he was just the life of the party. And so what I saw from that was my mother and how she had to basically carry the load of raising three children by herself because my father traveled a lot. He was rarely home. And so she was very stressed out and had so much anxiety all the time. And 
as the oldest child, I really soaked that up. I took on all of that. And not only did I take it on because that's what I learned from her, but I took it on because it's really normal for the oldest child in an alcoholic family to basically assume some sort of responsibility for everyone. <laughs> it's just weird how that works. And, um, and I kind of took it upon myself to always worry about my brother and sister and make sure they were okay and protect them. And at the same time, I really felt like I needed to protect my mother as well. And so it just, you can really imagine that someone at a young age taking on all of this responsibility, not really living life like they should live life as a kid, you know, I mean, I, I, I was a kid, I had plenty of fun and all of that stuff, but just the mental and, and emotional stress that I took on from this lifestyle, uh, really says a lot about care. Well, it's, it's explains a lot about how I spent most of my life traumatized with chronic anxiety, basically. So when I got a little bit older, let's say about 12 years old, I had always struggled in school. And so I was taken to a psychiatrist and at the time diagnosed with ADD and some anxiety and a little bit of depression. And later it, in life, I would also be diagnosed with CAPD called, uh, stands for Central Auditory Processing Disorder, as well as dyslexia. So I had a whole concoction of issues, if you will. And school was very hard for me. So I started taking medicine and just before I was eight, well, I started when I was 12, but I didn't like it. So I moved on to take it when I was like 17 or 18. I think I can't remember exactly, but at this point I was prescribed Adderall and I stayed on Adderall for about 16, 17 years of my life after that. And so I, being on that and then also taking um, Klonopin, so it was like I took Adderall in the morning, Klonopin at night, and it was like, pick me up, bring me down, and I was completely dependent on these drugs, completely. And the biggest issue with that, aside from the fact that who knows what kind of damage it did to my body. But aside from all that, I really lost my sense of identity. So who I was, what I started to believe about myself was that something was terribly wrong with me and that I needed drugs to be a normal human. So I completely, from a young age, lost touch with who I was. And then the, the, the pills turned to drinking. So another, I would be on Adderall during the day and then to come down and wind down at night, I would start drinking. And it started just before college and honestly did not stop until I was 35, 36, maybe even into 37 years old. Okay. So I drank all of those years. And so I would consider myself an alcoholic because I drank almost every single day for all of those years. Now, if you're anything like me and you can relate to that, 
I know that you know what that feels like. I felt like a prisoner. I felt like a prisoner to substances, to these pills, to the drinks. I wanted to stop all the time, but I had no idea how. And I I tried to stop drinking, but I just needed something to bring me down and so from my, you know, being high on my Adderall all day. So it was just extremely hard for me. And I knew for years I had some kind of problem, but I had no idea how to stop. And I tried. I tried over and over to do different things and see counselors and stuff like that. I even went to a couple of AA meetings and then was convinced at the time that I totally didn't belong there, but I just didn't know how to do it. And I was broken and I was lost and I had no idea who I was for all those years, all those years. And so what happened was <laughs> my, my final, what I want to get into now is, is what got me off of that and really transform my life, which is, which is a big part of my story as well. So I meet my husband when I'm 35 and he and I both realized, he realized at the time that I had a problem and we talked about it and we were concerned about it. And I knew that I wanted to stop. And, and honestly, what was really refreshing to me was that I had a lot of support in finding and and meeting him because I knew he was, with me. I knew he wasn't going to leave me. And, um, he was obviously my soulmate and it was very instantaneous when we met how obvious that was. Um, so I knew that I had the support. And so I knew that I might have a really good shot at successfully rediscovering myself, if you will, which meant figuring out who I was without all of this stuff. Now, a big motivating factor that got me to really take this leap of getting off of everything was the fact that we found out pretty early on in our relationship that I would have a really hard time getting pregnant, which was very heartbreaking for me. Very, very heartbreaking. And so what happened was, and just to keep it short and tight as I can, um, I started seeing a holistic doctor and he was going to help me get off of all the medicines and just get my, help me get my body right. And so for an entire year, I spent, you know, every week, sometimes more than once a week going to see him and doing all kinds of things to get off of this medicine. And this year of my life was potentially Well, now I guess I'd say maybe the second most transformational year of my life because it was so hard, number one, to realize that we were having such a hard time getting pregnant and that we were struggling with infertility. I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever gone through infertility and that whole experience, it is just heartbreaking and so frustrating and you just the unknown is cons- all consuming it's it's very 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 hard and you wouldn't know what it's like unless you've been there so it's just one of those things that um, people who have been there i i feel you if you're listening and you've been through this infertility experience you know how difficult it is and my heart goes out to you you are not alone And if you're still in it, I promise you that there is light on the end of the tunnel. 
I guarantee it. If it is on your heart to be a mother, then I promise you at some point you will be. And I believe that with my entire, entire soul. So um, back to my year of craziness. So getting off of drugs and alcohol at once is uh, horrifying. (laughs) I had no idea what this was going to be like. I ended up quitting my job. My husband was fully supporting me. And I just, I was lethargic. The brain fog was out of this world. I was so depressed, so depressed, and just completely lost any sense of reason to wake up in the morning. And I spent an entire year like this, just like, you know, not only feeling purposeless, but wondering who the hell I was. Because, you know, I was so used to just depending on drugs to get me up and get me down and get me up and get me back down again. And uh, I had so much fun as a drinker and now I wasn't a drinker and how the heck am I supposed to have any kind of fun? I did not know how to have fun without drinking. It was very, very, very difficult. And so I just basically went through a complete redefine of myself. And uh, about a year into it, I decided to have a phone conversation with an old coworker of mine. Her name is Kelly. And this was one of the first times I actually opened up to someone and talked about how I was actually feeling with, you know, everything going on and just admitting to someone that I was very sad and very depressed. I I had too much pride to to let anyone know. And I didn't want people to know at the time that I used to take all of this medicine. I was so embarrassed. It was my biggest fear in the world was that people would find out that I wasn't really as upbeat and full of energy of a person as they thought I was because I was faking it all or it was all fake because I was on drugs. Like this this voice in my head was so big and it was like, you know, I had to wear this mask all the time. My mask was that, hey, I have problems, I have issues, and I have to take these supplements to be a normal human, but don't ever let anyone know. And it was just a very secretive life and, um, and very, it was like being in prison totally like being in prison all those years. And so here I am talking to Kelly on the phone. And I was like, you know, I wake up every day and I have no reason to get out of bed. This is so sad. I'm so depressed. And she said, well, let's talk about stuff that you're good at. So long story short, uh, she and I worked together as a recruiter, as recruiters before this. And so it was like, I really loved helping people. I really loved helping people figure out where they are in the current, like currently where they are and where they want to be, and then helping bridge that gap to get them where they want to go. And she and I at the same time kind of had this light bulb moment. We were like, oh, wait, what's life coaching? Neither one of us really knew what it was. We just were like, that kind of sounds like something that like a life coach would do. And so lo and behold, I loved that conversation, got off the phone, looked up life coaching, phoned a friend who I knew had done life coaching before and just said, hey, did you like the school you went to? She said, yes. I said, great. 
I, the next day was on the phone with a recruiter for the, for the school and voila, the next day I'm enrolled. That is how fast the decision was. And I want to pause here and point something out about this. When you tap in to the well of your purpose, okay, you just poke a little hole in that well, everything, the water will just start flowing. It will just start flowing and everything just starts to fall in line. It doesn't mean it's always beautiful and it can be messy, but let me tell you, when you, when you make a commitment to go forward toward the life of your dreams or toward something that you're completely put on this planet to do and know that, you know, all the voices that used to say, you can't do that. You're too old or you won't make any money of that. No one's going to listen to what you say. No one wants you to help. You can't even get your own shit together. All those voices in your head that try to keep you from actually going forward in a path of something that you really, really feel called to and led to do. They're all just your inner critic. It's your gremlin, whatever you want to call it. When you are finally able to take that step and commit to something that is in your life plan, if you will, it's beautiful. It is so huge. So I want to ask you, where in your life do you know that there's something bigger, something that you're more you're destined to do that you've been running away from. And if you don't know what your quote unquote purpose is, it's sort of a hefty word. People tend to get triggered by it sometimes because there's not just one purpose we have, right? But there are things that we are all gifted. We have certain gifts, certain spiritual gifts, just things that, that make us who we are and, and, I believe that we all have something we can tap into. So what I'm trying to say is, what is it for you? Because I promise you, promise you, there's something. There is something that you were made to do. doesn't mean you have to make a lot of money at it, whatever. But whatever your part on this planet is, I highly encourage you to start looking into it and do something about it. Take one step forward and don't listen to these inner critics inside of your head saying you're too old or it's too late or blah, 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 blah. Tap into that well and I promise you just taking each baby step, things will just start to unfold for you. It's almost effortless. Truly. And this, this coaching school for me cost $14,000. I normally, if something was going to cost $14,000, I would have had to go to my husband, created like a whole case for it because that's a lot of money and said like, this is what I really want to do. Instead, I just said, yes, I'm going to do this. I told my husband, I said, this is what I want to do. It's $14,000 and we're going to do it. And he said, absolutely. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. Which really blows my mind. Really, really blows my mind. I mean, he's my financial supporter. I'm not making any money. So, you know, he just went with it. And that just is so proof that like when you're in line with the universe, it will happen for you. The money will come no matter what you think, no matter how much you doubt it. I promise you, 
you will be provided for because you get on your path and you're like, it's like being on the Australian current, East Australian current. Is that what it is? Like in Finding Nemo, when you're just on it and things just start flowing. And again, it can be messy, but when you're on it, you're on it and you know. Okay. So there's my little blurb on purpose. We'll do plenty of talking about that in later podcasts. So where was I? So I sign up, I go to coaching school and this changed everything. Like I started to finally like learn who I really am. And it was weird because, you know, I'm how old, 38 years old at the time and I had no idea. (laughs) So, you know, it wasn't like everyone in the, in the program, everyone was coming from a different place. And I felt like, you know, here I am 38 years old and I have no idea who I am. I'm really discovering it and tapping back into who I was, you know, before I started taking all kinds of brain altering drugs. Right. And of course I was still in there the whole time, but you see what I'm saying. So here I am, I go to coaching school and not long after I graduate, just a few months after I graduate, I finally get pregnant on our third round of in vitro fertilization. And I just thought life was peachy. (laughs) I had made it. I was going to be a life coach. I was going to help people. I was tapping into my purpose. And, you know, I, I have, I'm having a baby, my lifelong dream to be a mother. Here I am. I'm pregnant. And then I had a little bit of a rough pregnancy in the beginning, but ended up getting pretty good. And I was just, I felt like I had arrived. And then I go to give birth and just everything kind of went to you know where in a handbasket. And I, at least that's what it felt like. However, however, the beautiful part of all of it is that I would go through that entire birth experience again. And the kidney failure and the dialysis. I mean, would I want to? Hell no. Hell no. It sucks. Dialysis sucks. (laughs) But I would do it all again for the major transformation because here's what happened. I struggled with chronic anxiety, loss of identity, depression, all of this emotional trauma, like so much emotional trauma. I I mean, the stories I could get into, which I will later in podcasts about different things that I went through. I just, I can't even believe how much the kidney failure experience just threw me into like, to just healing my mind and healing my emotions. Because again, like I said in episode one, I was like, I have to heal not just my body, but my mind. And I went gung-ho for it. And I finally, finally learned how to f- officially like break free from all of the crap garbage like clean out my brain garage, right? From just all the built up junk that I had accumulated all throughout the years and just find peace. Who doesn't want peace? That's all I wanted was to just say, I know who I am. I'm confident in who I am. And I have peace every day, every day. 
I mean, it doesn't mean I don't have bad days, but I finally have peace. And so what I actually did, and I'm excited to tell you guys about, is I created an online course called Break Free from Stress and Anxiety, a masterclass for women. Now, it's not officially launched yet, but I'll be talking about that in the future. But I was so overwhelmed with excitement when I finally came to a point where I was waking up in the morning and not just getting struck with this overwhelming sense of anxiety on a regular basis. Like I I felt like I had just, you know, really reached a milestone in my life. I just, I found freedom and I can't wait to share that with other people. Like I'm thrilled about it. And so stay tuned for that course that will be coming in the future. But again, let me just wrap this up by saying this is a, the story about how I sort of got to coaching school and how I ended up getting pregnant and what led me to where I am today. So I hope that gives you a more general understanding of my background and that you can relate to some of it. And I just am so excited that you have tuned in to listen to this today. I hope you took away some nuggets for yourself and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of My Inner Tiger. Before you go, I have a free gift to offer you. If you're anything like me and struggle with overwhelming feelings of stress and anxiety on a regular basis, I invite you to download my Freedom in 5 formula, where you'll discover how to change your state in less than five minutes. This is my beautiful gift to you and cost $0. So head on over to myinnertiger.com forward slash freedom to download this now. Also, if you loved what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so I can keep the ball rolling. And finally, if you're not already, come follow me on Instagram at myinnertiger for more juicy goodness and fun inspiration. I can't wait to connect with you there. Now, my dear friend, Go out into this world and create some magic. I'll catch you on the next episode.